Hi and welcome. This is Buffering, an Island Talks podcast with Esra Egin and Yorgos Kakouris. We're two Cypriots living and working in Lisbon and Brussels, bringing you dispatches from the alternate Cypriot universe. This week we talk about murder, mayhem and darkness. This podcast is not funded by the bicommunal alleged mafia. Hello, Yorgos. Hello, Esra. As promised, we're back in a regular interval. Two, just two yes. weeks after. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not two years, yeah, but yeah. two months. No, 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 no. No, we did it. Yeah, so we're here. Yeah, and we're here with um, quite um, heavy issues, aren't we? Yeah, quite heavy developments that everyone's been uh, looking at in the South and they have no idea what's going on and they're trying to understand it. So you'll be invaluable to people wanting to follow Turkish Cypriot's news and not really understanding why the entire Turkish Cypriot political establishment seems sad about the murder of an alleged mafia don. Yeah, it's it's very interesting actually because um we there was the funeral today and uh, the um, a lot of Turkish Cypriot politicians were there um a lot of um journalists were there. We see journalists writing columns uh, about um him um and we're going going to say who we are talking about and and saying how what a good person he was. So, um what happened is that actually the The Turkish Cypriot community is in deep shock uh, because of this very well-known um, businessman who owned uh, a hotel, a casino, a marina, and uh, and we all know what that means in the north. Betting, yeah, online Allegedly. betting sites. Yes, um, yes, and I will come to that. Uh, he was um, gunned down close near near his house uh, while he was in a car with his chauffeur. And he was shot. The the bullets that killed him uh, were coming out of three different guns, and these were heavy weaponry like uh, Kalashnikovs and A47s. So we are not talking about um, a simple warning shot, or you know, we we are talking about a very well organized, well planned um, murder. By the um, way, for anyone who hasn't heard, we haven't said the name. They were talking about uh, Halil Falyalı is the name, right? Yes, his name was Halil Falyalı, uh, a very well-known uh, figure, of course, because it is a very small island and we only live in uh, one half of that small island, so it's even smaller. And um, he he was very well known. Um, if you ask certain people, he was a very good guy, very, you know, doing a lot of um, charity work and, and helping a lot of people. And for other people, and according to uh, court documents um, originating from the United, United States, he was actually a, a central figure in organized crime in the in not only the northern part of Cyprus, but uh, the heroin trade between uh, the United States and Turkey. So we are we are uh, talking about um, a person with um, with deep, allegedly very deep. Um, you know, underworld um, ties. He was also mentioned by Sedat Peker. Do you remember Sedat Peker? Yes. Um, he is a Turkish mafia boss who um, started recording a series of videos where he started naming a lot of Turkish um, politicians and uh, they are shady relations and, and deeds. And he also named Falyalı as uh, the, the person who is... Um, 
you know, um, guiding the money laundering and uh, drug trafficking activities um, together with some uh, figures in Turkey. So, so yes, I mean, we we can we can say that this was an incident with a very deep ties and implications um and uh, i mean what people are saying is that we are not interested in just who pulled the the trigger you know but we are interested in finding out why and and who ordered the the this uh, trigger to be pulled and and why and what were the the relations um that that led to this horrible death and he did suffer a horrible death yes he was mafia yes he was involved in shady activities but he, nobody deserves to to be killed in such a manner in front of and, and his wife was in the car behind him apparently so in front of her eyes um so yes it, some there have been some detentions um in the north and in turkey and uh, but we we still don't know anything there have been no official statements about what the motives were or why this was done or who ordered it to be done uh so yeah we are all uh, following the developments So imagine that there's theories and uh, gossip, but nothing substantiated just yet, right? There are a lot of uh, theories. I, I cannot keep track of them. It's the Twitter is filled with them. Facebook is filled with them. See, Yorgos, when there is darkness, there's a lot of speculation. And the northern part of Cyprus, unfortunately, is very dark. So we do have a lot of speculations most of them involving um organized crime in turkey and people mm. in turkey uh so yes uh, we will we will have to wait and see but um yes i i think uh i think the, the reason why most people are stunned is because yes the murder itself was horrific but also because the implications it it just uh, made us realize what kind of a dark place the northern part of cyprus has become um it made us realize what having all these casinos means um having all these nightclubs these you you can't have uh, sex uh, tourism and and uh, casino tourism without mafia you can't have these sectors exist without um, money laundering uh, as a result of It. So we we are now realizing that actually we have become this place where we are faced with all these like intertwined relations between politicians and the the mafia and the casinos and money laundering and and you you really cannot um uh, find how to you know um uncover all these things. Uh, so yeah, so it's been a, it's been quite a shock for for everyone. And, and you know, when I say um, relations between mafia and the politicians, I'm not just you know um, ma- making or, or talking about rumors. Uh, Halil Faliel was a person who had very openly very close relations with a lot of Turkish Cypriot politicians, including the Turkish Cypriot leader, Ersin Tatar. We have um, photos of them uh, eating and drinking at the same table. Um, we, I mean, and it's, it's widely known that Falyalov was also the 
financier uh, of the UBP, the the National Unity Party's uh, election campaigns. So um, yeah, so so these were very openly actually seen uh, by everyone. So yes, we 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 have to see where the the investigation takes us. Um, I am not very optimistic that we will be able to. Um, really uncover the real reasons behind this this murder. Um, maybe one or two people will be punished for or jailed for pulling the trigger. But as I said, it's not who pulled the trigger; it's who ordered it. And I I I have my doubts as to whether we will be able to find out who that people were. I think we should keep with the theme of uh, dark, uh, the dark theme of uh, murders happening well where light doesn't shine in our societies because, or, or joint society as you want to put it. Because uh, in the past few days, there's um, there's this whole news in the south about what happened at the Purnara, basically detention camp for migrants, where people yeah. have been held for months uh, without any prospect of either being sent back to their countries or being accepted as economic migrants or as asylum seekers because of the mm-hmm. way that the government has not been able to handle these. Uh, at, at some point, you know, there is the accusation that the government says that, look, we can't handle, it's too many, etc. But at some point, you have to have organized and done it and sped up things yeah. and decided whether to keep people exactly. or to kick them out. The, the, this, this in-between situation that uh, these people have been left at for months in bad conditions during corona sometimes without adequate water and heating etc has created tensions and that tension led to clashes within the camp Mm -hmm. according to the greek Cypriot media that is usually just taking its uh, cues from the official police announcements so no many details have been reported on it Uh, some clashes started because of a basketball game between people there but uh what has happened a young teenager allegedly stabbed and seriously injured another one yeah and they're looking for him right now and we don't know anything about it and that's what makes it even more disturbing we don't know exactly what happened what could lead someone to this was this a clash was this previous issue was this related to something from back home is it yeah it's completely unclear and it's another of those dark dark places that you can't shed a light on because no one seems to care about the humanity of these people. It's like, it's the reverse problem in a way of what's uh, yeah. you've been describing in the North. You know, it's, you have these, but you, we have also these interests in the South that no one wants to touch and look into, but they're usually high, high, high profile and uh, white collar crimes. So things come out eventually because there's registered, etc. But mm-hmm. the real darkness where we don't actually look, we don't actually care about the people is the people that end up in our concentration camps for migrants. Yeah. Uh, and it's nothing, nothing is clear. And that really disturbs me that I'm not able to tell you uh, what the story is. Exactly what has been, what has been yeah. reported. Yes. And where it, where it yeah. comes from, where it goes, because we seem indifferent at figuring it out, at interviewing yeah. these people, perhaps at going there and figuring out exactly what's going on because yeah. it's they're delegated to criminality without necessarily being criminals i'm not saying there's no vice and criminality uh, you know they're humans and of course there's going to be the shit and the good in there mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. we don't bother to find out you'll see all the yeah. news just about there was a clash this happened yeah and now they're looking for who did it and it's 
Yeah. Meanwhile, I, meanwhile, I, meanwhile, mm. the parties are trying to figure out who the next president will be, ignoring yeah. the suffering, you know, in our board, the, the inside people. the country, you know. Yeah, and and what bothers me, uh, Yorgos, is that um, because these people are Muslims and Syrians, it's it, it's like okay, you know, they're criminals; they will kill each other. It's okay, we lock them up, and we we don't care about what their situation is. And and this is not only the case for Cyprus. I mean, this is the the way um, a lot of states, unfortunately, um, approach these people, and. Um, it's 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 a humanitarian crisis it's uh, the 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 uh, migration issue uh, the illegal migration issue and uh, i don't think um we are equipped to to solve this problem and or to help these people in the way they should be helped um we we don't even accept them you know um we, we even have a have a uh, trouble accepting them in our societies and um, we have created these borders that we call our own and we we somehow claim that you know nobody can come in and but we also forget the fact that we can all become uh, illegal immigrants very soon you know due to a number of reasons from water shortages to climate crisis and 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 all these things so yeah it's um it's a much deeper issue than than we would like to um acknowledge and part of the problem i think is that i think we are equipped at least in the south to deal with this we just don't want to do it properly we just want an easy way out now the government has managed to get into a deal with the eu on easing the uh, the return of migrants to their countries which fair if that's what they care to do but the fact that they're not using the the funding and the capability in order to do it properly to uh, register the people that have come and decide quickly on what to do and if mm-hmm. they leave them there for months and months and years give them some sort of life give them an opportunity to live and to exactly. work if you're gonna not kick them out immediately you can't have exactly. both you can't just keep yeah. them there and say they're illegal and yeah. i don't have to worry about it and and expect that they will you know exist there without any problems and of expect that they will behave have... in this yeah in this bad situation yeah. in that concentration yeah. camp you put them and then yeah. when things happen you say ah look that's why we don't want them yeah that's true that's i mean Oh my God! <laughs> Is everything dark in our country? <laughs> it's a really dark, dark episode. It's a really dark yeah. moment. We, 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 yeah, this, this, in this episode, we couldn't laugh at anything. Hey, we um, can laugh at ourselves for still caring. How's that? Yeah, that's. Let's laugh at ourselves for still caring. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, maybe we next week we should return to the elections, which are always more fun. Elections are fun. And in the North also, they are trying to establish a coalition. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it seems fun. They are, they are um, having a lot of uh, meetings and a lot of discussions. For what? For a government that will probably last only a year again. Yeah, we can um, discuss those and laugh again. Yeah, well, just spend the time. Pass the time, eventually, you'll get to another government, maybe mm-hmm. at the same time as us. Well, I endless mean, the, elections, endless the, deliberations. Yeah, one of, one of the 
calls actually uh, that uh, some people are uh, voicing, um, in, including the head of the Bar Association in the North, um, to the new coalition is that, you know, the, the new coalition uh, should look into actually uh, controlling who comes uh, into the northern part of Cyprus and who goes out. We should also start discussing the um, transferring the control of police to a civilian authority because, as you know, uh, in the north, uh, police is under the control of the Turkish army directly. And not only the police, the fire brigade is also under the control of the Turkish army. Um, so, um, and uh, all these are now being um, brought into um, being you know questions but who is uh, bringing it up is the is the right bringing it up this time no no ah. no no it's uh, it's uh, civil society and and journalists and um some politicians like uh, Mina Atle, who has recently become the new secretary general of the of uh, the uh, Social Democracy Party, um, which is known as Akunjus Party, after the big um, failure they and the big um, defeat they sustained in the elections, they the whole leadership is changing now. And Mina is a very bright uh, young woman, very uh, intellectual, and uh, and and yes, she is also one of the the people uh, questioning the um, role of the police and and whether the police can really carry out an independent uh, investigation uh, while being under the control of the army of another country you know you you in, in turkish cypriots have no control over their own police so and another thing that is being questioned is that you know uh, we have um, if you, depending on who you ask, 40,000 uh, 40, to 50,000 Turkish uh, soldiers on the island. We have a lot of police officers. Recently, they have all also um, set up cameras, CCTV cameras everywhere, uh, citing security reasons. So how can, uh, in a place with so much uh, soldiers, so many uh, police, so many security cameras, how can at least three people run around with uh, heavy weaponry like Kalashnikovs uh, shoot someone uh, brutally and um, we have uh, witnesses saying that the shooting lasted for minutes it wasn't just like uh, you know a shot and running away it's they were standing there for minutes shooting this 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 car into this car and they disappeared how is it possible that you know in a in a place in a little tiny piece of land that is a neighborhood actually in you know when you compare it to to big countries like turkey or you know it's just a neighborhood how can you not know who is coming into your area, who is leaving your area, and who is doing something like this? And we have military zones everywhere in the north. You know that. And uh, and apparently the, the location where the murder took place is only meters away, a few kilometers away from a military area, a military zone. So uh, it, it, is, it is, I mean, the people are really shocked at how something like this can happen uh, in a place where you have... All these um, measures 
and all these uh, soldiers and police citing security, and there is no security actually. You know, the mirror situation, even though it's not uh, exactly the same in the south, is that we have so many laws and organizations against money laundering and legal frameworks, etc. But it still happens. Everyone is still on this money, and it's not the same. But it it made me think what you just said. When there seems yeah. to be a lot of security, but there's really none because none. of who's yeah. being controlled by or yeah. whether it's being used or if people know how to uh, work through it. But it's interesting what you said about borders because it, it fits with uh, the discussion on migration and extent mm-hmm. because with a normal, not Tata right now, but with a normal Turkish Cypriot administration, there could be some coordination on figuring these things out. But then it runs into this whole other issues on on how uh, smugglers of people bring people and uh, whether they use uh, the coast of yep. the north and how they bring them to the Green Line, and et cetera, et cetera. That's a whole exactly. different issue, which touches in what you said. If the Turkish Cypriots yeah. decide to take control of their own... Who comes in and who comes out, then... That ports could, and airports, yeah, yeah. That could change no. things. And we, we don't. And let's aside ports and airports. I mean, you this, these people... Uh, are were allegedly the murderers allegedly came with speedboats and left with speedboats. So uh, it's it's really <laughs> it's mind blowing. I think we have nothing else to say on that. <laughs> yeah, we will be following the developments and updating our listeners. Um, yeah, and we are as shocked as you are. So <laughs> we wrap up. Uh, we okay. give you the promise to be back in two weeks because this is how mm-hmm. we do it now. Uh, this was Esra again from sunny Lisbon. Yes, <laughs> and Yorgos Kakuris from uh, what? Cloudy Brussels? <laughs> Actually, cloudy Maastricht just today. Okay. Maastricht, okay. Netherlands. That's a whole different story. I'll tell you all about it next week. Okay, cool. Okay, see you later. Have a good one, everyone. Put on your bye masks. Bye. Oh, yeah, cover your noses. Cover your noses. <laughs> bye. 